Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm Andy Hanasek, Senior Editor of Food Processing Magazine. When Tyson Foods announced a partnership with insect ingredients company Prodix in mid-October, it made significant headlines and raised a positively curious eyebrow or two, at least among consumers and the consumer media. And although Tyson's initial plan focuses on insect protein as a feed and pet food ingredient, we wanted to discuss the idea of insects as a food source, both today and in the future, for animals and humans. Alexandra Kazaks, PhD, RDN, joined us for that very reason. She is a member of the Institute of Food Technologists Nutrition Division, and an experienced communicator of nutrition and health information from a scientific viewpoint for healthcare, industry, and the general public. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Alexandra, thanks so much for joining me here on the Food for Thought podcast. We've got a really interesting topic today, and not that any of our other topics aren't interesting, but we're going to talk about insects today. Insects as a protein source for 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 the world, basically. And you know, I I think maybe first of all, why don't we talk a little bit, Alexandra, about what, what got you into this? You know, and what got you interested in in researching and studying and looking at insects as a protein food source? Well, I had a graduate student who was trying to create a tasty and high protein product for athletes like hikers, skiers, rowers, and cyclists. And she became intrigued after meeting with a local Seattle mealworm grower from Beta Hatch. And um, although she didn't eventually produce a product with the mealworms, she did develop and carry out a research study asking the general public and nutrition professionals about their opinions of edible insects and mealworms in particular. She asked uh, consumers and also nutrition professionals about their experience and their exposure. And as we talk a little bit about this, we'll see that experience and exposure are really key components to insect acceptance. As her advisor, I also got interested and she moved on to other pursuits, but I'm still involved in talking and studying about edible insects. That's really actually very cool and and a cool story. You just never know where where the road's going to lead, right? So that's that's really neat. So um it's it's kind of now a timely newsworthy topic because here we go. It's not a brand new concept, but Tyson Foods recently announced it's partnering with Prodix, and that made headlines for a lot of people who maybe weren't thinking about insects as a food source. Um, you know, we've we've kind of analyzed this different ways in, in the media and whatnot, but from your perspective, was there anything surprising or unusual about the idea that such a large traditional animal protein company would jump into this segment of alternative proteins? Well, I imagine it was a little bit surprising because um, they said they're going to work with this uh, company, Protix, and that they're collaborating to build a facility where they'll use 
ties in food waste, animal waste, to feed black soldier flies, or as they're called, BSF. And then they'll be processed into foods for pets and um, poultry, fish. And that's, it's, I think it's really important at this time because the, with the cost of feed being approximately 60 to 80% of the total cost, any new solutions are, would be, if they're efficient uh, and economical, then that's what the companies would look for. Also, if you think about chickens, insects are normal for poultry as they walk around and peck in the dirt for insects and bugs. Again, the, the, the landscape for food industry is, is evolving all the time. And this could be a strategic response by Tyson to respond to sustainability concerns. Insects are recognized as being more sustainable than other traditional food sources like soy or fish meal. Insects require less land, water, resources to produce. And so their cultivation is more environmentally friendly. Insects are actually grown in trays in, in buildings. The nutritional benefits for the poultry would be that the insects are complete sources of protein. They have their high nutrition and vitamins and minerals. So that might be something that most people don't recognize about insects. And then the third thing is, as far as cost cutting, you know, maybe um, uh, concerned about nutrition, but diversification. So in recently we've noticed that when you have uh, supply chain disruptions, if you can diversify your supply chain, maybe into insects, then that would be helpful. But thinking about Tyson, um, uh, Tyson may have some other reasons or strategies behind moving into that insect-based feed. And so we would have to maybe investigate a little bit more their specific goals and motivations, but thinking that in the broader trend, the broader industry, companies everywhere are exploring new alternatives. So maybe they're going to be following Tyson into this feed source. Okay, you know, let's step a little bit into maybe the minor science fiction of the whole situation here, right? <laughs> you know, Tyson isn't currently planning on creating any human food products uh, based on insects per se, but let's discuss the benefits of eating insect protein for humans. You know, we, we, I, I, I immediately think of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom from back in the day and the, the uh, gross factor, if you will, but are, are there benefits and, and is this something we might see sometime down the line in your perspective? Well, when we talk about benefits for humans, you can say that maybe if you could have food products be a little less expensive, that, that's a benefit. But there are numerous, numerous sort of paths that you, we need to sort of explore and to discuss. So we want to know why insects even came up on the radar and you know, who eats insects and what are the nutritional values? People are concerned about safety. And then we look at the regulations. Insects are eaten throughout the world. And in many countries, they are eaten as snacks or as ingredients for different foods. So it's not unusual, except maybe in Western countries and particularly the U.S. Uh, there are nutritional benefits 
from insects, surprisingly, they have a similar amino acid profile to meat, to animal meat. Um, so that's why we kind of focus on the protein value. But insects also are great sources of healthful fats. And the fats in an insect can range from, for 100 grams, from about 7 to 80 grams per 100 grams of fat. And the type of fat that's, that is expressed in insect depends on the insect diet and species. Well, let's just give you a huge opportunity to manipulate the nutrients in the insects. So I don't know, Andy, what do you think about that? That's impressive, that's for sure. Well, and with so many, you know, how many how many insects are there in the planet, right? So that's that's pretty pretty impressive, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another point that um, we'd be concerned about as far as benefits is, there, are they really beneficial or do we have to worry about food safety? Insects, you think about them when you see insects, they're kind of crawling all over all sorts of things that might not be sanitary. But with uh, studies that have been done since 2016, it shows that insects may be safer than traditional livestock if the rearing conditions are sanitary and properly maintained. It's a little easier to control insects in a tray than it is of animals in a feedlot. The other thing is that insects are more biologically distant to humans than large animals or other mammals. And so theoretically, that could reduce the risk of pathogens and parasites that would grow on insects to be transmitted to humans. So some of the projects, some of the research has shown that the risks involving pathogens and contamination in insects would be lower than traditional livestock, again, if everything is kept in a sanitary condition. The Food and Agriculture Organization published a safety report in 2021 saying the most important area of insect food safety is the substrates on which the insects are grown. Now, just recall that these insects can eat anything. So they can grow on side streams or byproducts of food waste. They can grow on you know, all kinds of trash that would grow even on manure. So that, that really makes you think, oh, I don't, I don't know, if, you know about the safety of this. But it's just shown that uh, those components in, in the, uh, the substrates are not passed on as the insect is grown. Another issue about benefits is that, yes, we get lots of great protein, but for people who are allergic to seafood or crustaceans, there are similar proteins in insects. So they may have an allergy to insect products. So that means that the insect, anything with insect has to be very well labeled in the same way you would label for other allergens. And the regulations, you know, segueing from food safety to regulations, what does the FDA say about insects in food? There are currently no regulations regarding edible insects. So it's important that labeling and manufacturing of uh, insects must have regulations that are updated. And, you know, that's in process the way it is now. But for a producer, the best thing to do is just to try to grow the insects in, in the most sanitary, careful way possible. 
looking at all those things about the nutrient value, safety, allergenicity, what about the consumers? Simply knowing that a food is nutritionally adequate or environmentally sustainable doesn't mean that people would believe that it is edible. So we kind of delve into that a little bit just to determine what people think about eating insects. And as, as you mentioned, Andy, there's this ick factor and the perception <laughs> and acceptance of consumers. Yeah, exactly. I, that was going to be my next question is, is that kind of gross factor, as it were, if you want to call it, or the the perception, is that the biggest hurdle at this point in the U.S. for any of these future producers to 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 get consumers eating insect protein? One of the ways that we can find out about that is with my graduate student, she did this study about consumer acceptance of edible insects. Before I go into you know some of the things that she discovered, I will say that as far as labeling is concerned and consumer acceptance of knowing that insects are in food, there were some studies that asked consumers what they thought about. So your um, chickens are being fed insect protein. What do you think about that? And it turns out that most consumers don't think about the food that they're chickens or their beef or whatever their chip fish that they're eating they don't think about that food and so they don't really care what the animals are eating but as far as themselves it seems that if eating edible insects is on their radar if they even understand or know about this that they may become interested and so the study that my graduate student did was she looked at participants from general population and she asked them if they'd had any experience with eating insects and of the couple hundred people she interviewed about 37 percent said that they had eaten insects before but it wasn't as tyson and other companies are trying to use insects as an ingredient in food or feed they maybe had eaten them as a you know a funny cricket tasty snack um, at one time or another. Uh, over 50% had also said that they hadn't had, had no opportunity to eat them. So at th that time, the exposure to insects is not really high, but those who had been exposed would be more willing to buy. So you're going to be thinking, what do we need to do to get the idea of insects or insects exposure to people in the community. Of those people who were asked if they'd be willing to buy insects, what product would they would they want to eat it in? And the most popular product would be a protein bar or a restaurant dish. So we find that, you know, you find protein bars, you don't know what's in those a lot of times anyway. And if you're looking for an edge, a little extra protein, then maybe you, that would be acceptable. You don't see any insects in it. You don't see any you know, ingredients that look like insects. On the other hand, in, in restaurants, particularly high-end restaurants, you know, just the adventure of eating insects might be interesting. With the group that the graduate student tested, the one that was least acceptable was insect jerky. <laughs> I don't know what that would be, but... Um, <laughs> or uh, in, protein, in protein drinks, but did not seem tasty either. 
That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever had any insect jerky yourself? I have not. And I'm not even, as you just mentioned, I'm not even sure how you would make that. <laughs> yeah. So if you were eating a protein bar, though, and you didn't, couldn't see the insects, well, how would you feel about that? Sure. I mean, you know, you think about how some of these protein bars are, as you mentioned, you got the little crunchy aspect in there. I mean, it could be a grain, it could be an insect. You wouldn't even know the difference, in my opinion, anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. No, but the novelty is the interesting is the interesting thing too, and that's that's what I figured was the case. The novelty of going to a high end restaurant and having something that's unique and different, and I I think that's what we see out there now, right? The the insect products that are out there, it's like, hey, have you tried crickets or whatever it is? It seems like every now and then there's some state fair or something on the news about some sort of insect snack that they're serving at the state fair or whatever it is so yeah the novelty is is a very interesting thing okay mm-hmm. cool yeah cool. i i recently saw some snack foods in an airport and they're lovely packaging and it was a whole shelf full of different insects with different flavors and that's another thing about insects they don't have much flavor and so they need to be spiced up in some way that's also a benefit when you're adding it as an ingredient. It, it, you might not have to cover it up so much either. Yeah, good point. I mean, think about some of the ingredients that bring value to products, and you always have to have some sort of counterbalance to the flavor in some cases. Um, so that that makes a lot of sense. And and I actually was going to ask you if uh, if you had tried any of these insects and what they tasted like and all that. So you just answered that question already. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I first tried the mealworms, the, you know, they just are very bland. It just tastes like some kind of powder. They're, the mealworms are very light colored also. So that could be a benefit or not when adding it to as an ingredient. Um, we think about the insects not by con- combining them in foods when they have legs and antenna and things, but to dry them and um, process them into some sort of a flour that can add nutrients, particularly protein without being obvious. So for food producers, that idea that you don't necessarily want the insect to be obvious is really a, a, um, you know, an, an important point. Yeah, mealworms and crickets floating around in a protein drink are probably not gonna be very appetizing. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So, and, and then my, my student asked nutrition professionals, and these were registered dietitians, and asked them, you know, what, what do you think about insects? There are people, these registered dietitians are people who are giving uh, the United States consumers advice about nutrition, and it turns out that they have very little familiarity. Less than 20% had had any exposure to insects at all. So you might, might be thinking another way to get insects into the marketplace is to work through nutrition professionals and help with their familiarity. The dietitians thought that there might be risks from insect consumption and that the main ones were contamination or taste. So if you can satisfy these professionals that the insects might not have any safety risks and give some opportunity to taste them in different products, that might be helpful. They also asked what they thought about eating insects. And most of them said, well, we would be willing to try it. But one of the dietitian answers 
said, no, I would not eat an insect. It's wrong. It's just wrong. That is an interesting answer. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this study, the, the ideas for uh, applying edible insects would be to target young adults. They were the ones who were most interested in including insects into their diets. The best introduction might be with a restaurant dish or a protein bar. And it's important to promote education of both consumers and nutrition professionals. And as far as suggestions for the food industry, uh, new recipes and menus could be created using insects, tasty menus to show that look like it can be part of a delicious meal. Lots of creativity could be involved in designing new food products. It, just focusing again on the nutritional, nutritional benefits and the sustainability. Well, and it sounds like too, yeah, the the nutritional benefits, and you mentioned, you know, the the processing of them into some sort of a flower, right? That that sounds like a really good track to run down as well. And I could see, you know, think you mentioned the dietitians and the nutritionists, things like that. You know, the sports nutrition world always jumps on something, you know, fast and furious. We've got what pickle juice now is the big thing. So, you know, I personally love pickles, but I can't see drinking pickle juice straight to, to recover from a workout. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Right. So that's it, it, maybe someone will jump on insect protein as the next sports nutrition uh, uh, trend. So we shall see. But uh so pickle juice flavored insects there we go <laughs> you get yeah. your protein and your pickled uh your yeah. uh, electrolytes and everything perfect we, we should patent that right now before our listeners run out and <laughs> run off with it all right alexandra so what does the future hold like truthfully is is this a short-term uh, thing, or do you think there's still some some long-term things that need to be figured out for insect protein um, globally and here in the U.S.? Again, globally, people are already eating insects, but here in the U.S., it sounds like there there's perception and also regulation that needs to be hammered out before things happen. And then, you know, what do you think the the potential long-term impacts are if insect protein catches on for the food system? Well, um, as you mentioned, in some countries, as in Europe, they, they already have regulations and, and insects are indicated as foods with, with some controls that can be included in the, in the diet. But as a person who's interested in edible insect, there is so much uh, that can be done and applications of what producers can do with insect only limited by the imagination. I made a little list of some of the things just came to mind. So, you know, of course, incorporating them into interesting foods, um, uh, such as the bars, meat substitutes, and incorporating them into baked goods. So you can imagine you have a tasty cake. You wouldn't know if there's insects or because, you know, how we always try to slip in things like prunes into a cake to, to add to the fiber. Um, insects are, are a pretty good source of fiber also. It could be a flavor enhancer because, as I said, insects don't have much flavor, but there is sort of a umami component. Uh, you could maybe create higher protein or particular types of fat nutritional supplements with insects if you go in that direction. Uh, again, including it in animal feed, uh, all types of animals. When the insects grow, the eggs turn into larvae, and the larvae have some excretions, which is called frass. 
So that is a very good source of fertilizer for plants. So you get this almost like a circular economy with these insects and fertilizing, feeding insects, um, feeding animals. And one thing that's kind of new is using the chitin from insects to form bioplastics. So these are biogradable plastics that could be sustainable packaging ma uh, materials. So I think that going forward, it's, it's, these are going to be ingredients in all kinds of applications that would just be very interesting and cost effective. You can play around with them because it's not going to cost you a lot and they grow so fast. For everyone listening in today to our Food for Thought podcast, thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find more of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a great day.